0: Hey, thanks for listening. This is Until All Have Heard with Ed Cannon, the president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Great to be with you, Ed. I'm going to let you drive the bus today, though, because this is a totally spontaneous conversation. All I want to talk about, though, is the fact that we're about to celebrate 75 years of ministry for FEBC. Now, I know I'm old. But that's older than me even, actually. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the thing that's incredible, Wayne, to me is that like, if I look at all kinds of business and ministry that have been around that long, one of the common factors that keep them going is their adherence to their mission. If you start right. changing missions, businesses, ministries fade away, go away, and we're adhering exactly to what this ministry was founded on in the very first days— and that is using indigenous people to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ on whatever media platform can reach into the hardest-to-reach places.
0: Yeah. It may be 75 years old, but I don't know of an organization that's more forward-looking and more innovative than FEBC is.
1: You know, that's been on my heart a lot lately. How can we innovate? What is the future going to look like? And to be honest, Wayne, for the last five years, I've been seeking Technology solutions? Is it social media? Is it the satellite? Is it cable TV, audio? Whatever it is, is it distributing content on micro SD chips and yeah, flash smart drives? And yeah. And smartphones. And those are all critically important elements in today's world. But recently in my prayer life, I've gotten to a completely different place. I look back at what I learned by talking to Dr. Bob Bowman. You see, I got to meet him before he passed away.
0: It was just a slight overlap there, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, he was about 95 years old when I first met him, but he was still filled with vigor for the mission and passion of FEBC. I would dine with him frequently as he lived in an assisted living facility, and he'd always ask about what's going on. Tell me what's going on, Ed. Tell me what's going on. And we credit Dr. Bowman for being right on the cutting edge of new technology. And the power of the 75 years started when shortwave radio was able to penetrate geographic boundaries and political barriers into all these countries where we're currently broadcasting. And I used to think that was the main thing. But I remember something else Dr. Bowman used to always tell me. And he talked about how difficult it was in those days to find people to do these broadcasts. Hmm. And he said people would often ask me, "Uh, Dr. Bowman, how do you find people in countries like Myanmar or Thailand where there essentially are no Christians? How do you find indigenous people who are grounded in God's word, whose theology is accurate, and who have the capabilities to do good broadcasts? And Bob's answer was, you see, we don't find them. God brings them to us. Mm-hmm. and I think the key to Bowman's brilliance in effectively putting together Ministry of FEBC was less about technology, yes and more about the heart of the people that he brought into this organization to do the work over whatever technology yeah. it is.
0: But still, I mean, ministry today is not like it was 75 years ago. It's changed, not only in this country, but of course around the world as well. So what are some of the new ideas that are percolating in in your heart and mind right now, Ed?
1: Well, of course, we are seeing tremendous success on social media, people downloading content that would have never listened to a radio, many young people. Uh, The programming formats can be much more engaging. It's a dialogue with the listener, Mm -hmm. not speaking to the listener. Uh, Essentially, everybody on the planet, Wayne, today has a cell phone in their hand. When you go to some of the poorest countries that I've had the privilege to go to, you see little kids running around on the street. They don't have shoes. They're begging for food, but they pull a smartphone out of their pocket. It's just astounding. And so our strategy is to get our content all available cell phones, all available ways that we can use to effectively communicate. And we spend a lot of time and energy on this because it is important. But as I was talking before about Dr. Bowman finding the right people for the job, the platform doesn't matter nearly as much as the message. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's important to be able to get the message into the ears of people but what I find lately is what's more important is that once it gets to their ears, it reaches their heart, yeah. and that's where people make a huge difference. Right. When I purview the FEBC uh, staff around the world, I see so many people with so much passion and desire to do the great work. How do you account for that? What, what causes that? I I may go right back to what Dr. Bob Bowman said, it's that God sends these people to us. These are people who were called, and they have— So they come
0: pre-installed with that passion. Well, yeah,
1: maybe. (laughs) Or maybe God equips them once they get here. But when we we spend a great deal of time in prayer, Wayne, we're praying for the next generation of people to come to FEBC. We pray before we put the broadcast out that it's God's word, not our word— that it's God's plan, not man's plan. That what we say over the radio is heard by being what God wants people to hear. And you don't just hire people like that. We don't look to LinkedIn to get people like that who have a CV and a desire to get a job. We're, we're looking for the people that God sends to us. Mm-hmm. And so my new focus now is really if somebody were to come to me and say, "You know, Ed, what are you gonna what are you gonna concentrate your effort on over the next 10 years?" Well, you know, to be honest, I think we're kind of getting this thing of platforms. We understand the technology. We've got lots of people. We've got PhDs of electrical engineering who understand this kind of stuff. But the key to our success is in the hearts of our people. Mm-hmm. I remember once when I was working in the oil business, hearing a line from a man that said, the only difference between mediocre and extraordinary work is the passion one has to accomplish what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So it's the passion. There was a story I heard about a sprinter, an Olympic gold medal sprinter, who said, you know, I have the greatest training facility in the world. I've been gifted with the most incredibly engineered body on the earth. I'm gifted with all this skill and expertise. I eat the finest food in the Olympic training facility. I've got the best equipment to work out on. But when I hit the start line of that 100-yard dash, if I don't want to win the race, I'll come in last. It's passion that makes the difference between mediocre and extraordinary.
0: You know, something else that fits in here, Ed, and that is the fact that, I mean, I've been in radio an awful long time here in the U.S. and North America, Uh, and I I want our listeners to think about radio maybe a little differently than we, we use it and experience it here in North America, because as I've traveled around the world to visit some of the FEBC facilities and met some of the staff and the broadcasters, they seem to have another gear. You know, it's not just what I do on the radio. It's what happens mm. when I turn that mic off and my relationship mm. with a listener off the radio mm. Mm. that's making a big difference. I mean, that's that's a whole different uh, way of broadcasting uh, in, in FEBC's world. I remember the
1: first time that what you've just explained hit me. I was in Thailand, and it was late at night. I was sitting with the director, and we were talking about budgets and other such things. The office was essentially dark and all locked up. Except there was one person sitting back in the back of the studio, and I wondered, what is that person doing? When I asked, it turns out that the staff there were sharing an office cell phone, Hmm. which was the phone number that they give out on the radio if people want to call in. Late at night, after a full day of putting broadcasts together, this person was staying behind to answer calls from listeners. I found out subsequently that people often take that cell phone home and answer the calls all night because you can't let a call go unanswered. It's a soul. It's someone reaching out, wanting an answer to Jesus Christ. And I could tell you hundreds of examples. Yeah, that's not
0: the exception, is it? That's the norm.
1: It's the norm. I mean, people who spend all day putting their broadcasts together, getting equipment working and functioning, who go out in the evening for listener gatherings to meet the listeners in the streets and hear stories of how they're witnessing, they're talking to them. And this is an important element of building the relation because Mm -hmm. as the listener hears the voice on the radio during the day and then sees them in person, face-to-face in the street at night, makes an enormous difference. Yeah, Our staff are doing that all around the world,
0: Wayne. Yeah, and I think when the role is called up yonder, <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of FEBC folks front and center who have been, invested their life in the gospel and bringing other people with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's just very clear to me.
1: One day when I was in India, I'm going to tell you about a really dedicated man. It was We actually saw on a thermometer 125 degrees F. No way. And we were going out to visit some house churches, and He was going to drive, and we had five people in a small car. They didn't complain a bit. I was probably whining as a typical spoiled
0: American. But (laughs) Now, are these the same people who were on the radio?
1: Oh, yeah. They do broadcasts all day long. And we were going out to visit these house churches in in the rural portion of northern India. Um, And he said, well, we have air conditioning in the car. Okay, fine. We have air conditioning in the car. So how bad can it be? Well, we drove four hours that day to get to the destination we were going to. And after about an hour when I had sweat all the liquid out of my body and I actually got the courage up and said, well, could you turn the air conditioner on in the car? And he goes, oh, well, the air conditioner doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have air conditioning. Uh, Minor detail. (laughs) No one was complaining. We met with the house churches. We had a wonderful meeting. We prayed. He prayed with dozens of people. He talked to them about the gospel. We got back in the car, and he's driving again. And of course, I need to emphasize, driving in India is not like driving in Chicago or California. (laughs) You're competing with pedestrians, bicycles, donkey carts, cows, massive semis, all at the same time with potholes and no streetlights. It's dark, it's dusty. <laughs> in my mind, it's borderline dangerous. Yeah. This man never complained for a minute. We're driving for four hours back to the, to the office uh, there in Delhi. And I was just trying to make conversation with him, actually. And now it's about 10 o'clock. He has to be exhausted uh, for all the work he had done that day. And I had a very early flight the next day. Very early, I needed to be at the airport. So I said, well, you know, I got to get up really early in the morning. I hope you can get some rest and sleep in. And here's where I was convicted, because with a big smile on his face, he said, oh, no, 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 you see, my wife and I get up at 4 o'clock every morning to pray about the broadcasts that we're going to do the next day. Hmm. We pray for the listeners in advance of them hearing what we say on the radio so that when they hear what we say, their hearts will be softened and they'll come to faith wow, in Christ. Wow. That's the level that's, of dedication of amazing. people that I get to work with all around the world yep. all the time.
0: Yep, yep. Well, we are so grateful to have them on the FEBC team. I wonder if you wouldn't mind right now, let's just pray for them. You know, you've you've told us some of the stories here today and we've met some of them indirectly here, but just pray for them. Would you please just that God would continue to empower them to do what they do so well.
1: Yeah, Lord, we're so grateful that uh, as Dr. Bowman understood some 70 years ago, it's not that we find people like this, it's that you send them to us, Lord. You equip these people with a passion in their heart to serve you, to love your son so much that nothing is more important in their life than sharing the good news of Jesus with others. We're grateful, Lord, for dedicated servants like the ones we've talked about, like the hundreds within FEBC who are currently living in difficult circumstances. The governments don't want them to broadcast the good news. Maybe they're afraid someone will come and intimidate them about what they're doing that might even be illegal. So, Lord, encourage these staff— Give them hope. Provide them with the words you would have them to say over the radio. And please, Lord, let them know that they are appreciated by the rest of the staff at FEBC, by listeners around America, and by all Christians who know of the good work of international mission. So, Lord, we turn these dedicated servants into your hand. We thank you for them. We ask you to bless them and keep them. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Further, Wayne, you know, it's to me, I, I would like our listeners to remember this program and pray that God would continue to give us the ability to find people like yes. these staff. Yep. It has become my number one objective. It's not technology. It's not modes of broadcast. It's not Bluetooth or satellite or cell phone. It's that God has people that are gifted to give his word that we give the privilege to speak into the microphones so that people will hear this word, see their passion, and turn their faith to Jesus Christ. That is my number one goal. So just like Bob Bowman 75 years ago, the goal is to have God send those people to us that can allow us to continue to do the mission of FEBC.
0: It's been so good to hear your heart about this matter here today. Uh, We created this podcast, Ed, because you have unending stories of how God is using the Far East Broadcasting Company, and we need to hear them. So thanks for sharing this much with us today. We'll be back next week with another edition, and uh, I assume you've got more stories to tell us, right?
1: You bet. Never-ending supply, (laughs) Wayne. Always a pleasure to be with you, my friend. All right.
0: So encouraging to hear about uh, what God does through Far East Broadcasting. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Until all have heard, visit our website, febc.org. Thank you, thank you to those of you who support and pray for the ministry of the Far East Broadcasting Company. And join us next time for Until All Have Heard.